Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. Broadcasting from Brink's mom's house, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, a window into the mind of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, 220 pounds of twisted steel, fractured heels, and sex appeal, flying Ryan Murphy. Ryan, how is it going? It's pretty good. Really good. Really good intro. Really solid. Thank you. I uh, yeah. I did I did what I could. I, I tried to give you the intro that a man with your your beard growth deserves. I think it was fair. I think it was right on the spotlight. <laughs> you, what, you nailed it, Eric. Um, was the two hundred and twenty pounds relatively close? I might be more now. I'm not okay. moving, so I'll, like <laughs> uh, I am gonna I am gonna slim down. Get I am gonna get ripped as fuck. All right, for the audience, I am ripped to death. Keep it on brand. Ripped to death. Did I say ripped as fuck? You said ripped as fuck, exactly. Ripped that's to not, death. That's not the hard mark term. Yeah, thank cut you. Cut that. Cut that in, <laughs> cut that in post. Okay, great. Ripped to death. Um, yeah, no, I'll be there, but I am getting fatter. Uh, but my my motivation to get skinnier is getting higher. So, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a trade-off. Question for you. It's been a few episodes since I checked in on this. Are Do you still have a gym membership that you're paying for? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's actually like month to month too, like which is really dumb. I should, oh, no. should definitely cancel that. But I think I think I'll be back. I think maybe like part of my physical therapy could be like walking in a pool. So, um, is that a thing? Walking in a pool because because of, of the resistance? Well, just because like it, it's it's just you're not putting like all the weight on your um, okay on your feet. So you're you're putting weight. On, you can walk in the pool. Sure, but sure. It's, it's it's much less pressure. Um, okay. That, something I something I heard. Um, I you know I'll I'll talk to the doc. They want me to do physical therapy. You know, will I do it? Maybe like <laughs> maybe maybe I'll follow him. I lo- I love this doctor. I really do. He's he's kind of my guy. Like, then I say you should probably do it. I think so. I think so. I think I'll do it. But I you know so I <laughs> I just went through. I have like ten fucking pieces of mail from my insurance company that I have. I've gone through like four of them because I got. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got distracted. Yeah, you got you got you got important things to do like sleep. I'm 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 wondering how much fucking money they're asking for, and you know, to be honest, I'm, if it's substantial, I'm not going to fucking pay it. Hold hold on a moment. How do you just not pay it? Is that allowed? That's not allowed. Here's the thing. Well, I mean, so here's the thing, Eric. This isn't Canada. Every every fucking month, Eric, I contribute. To my medical insurance. If I look at my pay stub and I see how much I pay and how much my employer pays for, for health insurance, I several hundred dollars a paycheck, which is set, maybe $600 a month, you know, total. Yes. You know. Yes. And then, and then I go to the doctor and I pay their fucking co-pays. 
Guess what they charge me for, for my scans for my ankles? They charged me $100 per ankle, but I went with both ankles in the same CT scan. <laughs> but they charged me $200 fucking dollars, which I paid out of pocket. I t- here's my card. Run it. Copay. Fine. You know, whatever. I looked at one of the bills, and I can't really read them. I'm not a medical insurance guy. I don't know, like, how they break this down. But it looked like I owed, like, $400. Not crazy. Not That's not shocking. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's for. I haven't, you know, I have to, I'll get back to everyone on that. Please. Uh, but it, if it's substantial, as a protest, I'm not going to fucking pay it. Fuck, <laughs> fuck our system with this. I, like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, you know, they... I, I, I pay already. I already pay for it. I already pay for it, Eric. I don't need to pay on top of it for this, like, these fucking bills. Like, and I'll take, I'll take the hit. I'll go to collections and then, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll pay it someday. I don't know. <laughs> I but, don't know. But, That's a good fiscal. I, you don't want to go to collections. I don't want to. I have a great credit score. I'm, I'm a high, I'm a, I'm a homeowner, Eric. I was a homeowner. You were a homeowner. You were on top of the world when we started this podcast. Now look at you. Amazing credit score. Still, I have amazing credit <laughs> score. But I, I refuse to face this bullshit of, like, getting bills for stuff that I pay for bi-weekly. Bi- 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 yeah, bi-weekly. And then, and then copay it on top of that and just hand in my credit card. Hey, let's just run this. Like, you know, like, both my ankles in the same scan. You want 100 per ankle? Like, yeah, here's my card, you know. Like, and now they want to bill me more? Come on, Eric. I don't. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. The idea of you being charged separate charges while both your ankles were being scanned is hilarious to me. It's like the Olive Garden salad incident all over again, <laughs> but for your healthcare. I should have TikToked it, Eric. Both ankles were <laughs> both ankles were in there, and I got charged for one ankle apiece. Well, somebody's got to look at look at the scans for each ankle and be like, okay, ankle one, yeah, that doesn't look too good. Ankle two, mm, equally shitty. <laughs> That's, right. that's like, double the, that's uh, double the least, time. At least fucking run the whole skin on one ankle to get a really good look. And <laughs> you're blo- maybe blocking an angle, you know? I don't know. Like, just come on. Like, both ankles are fucking in there. Like, I swear to God. Like, I was I was laughing at the time that I paid $200 for both ankles. And I put both feet in there. And they, you know, unbelievable. Like, I, it's, you might be the youngest person that I know that it, that has had the most, like, contentious customer service experiences <laughs> like for me if i have like a bad like waiter or i have like a bad service experience like more often like today actually today i got some Grubhub. uh we ordered some thai food i ordered chicken fried rice chicken fried rice is what mm-hmm. i ordered and like every other time i've ordered from this place has been fucking perfect it's been great today uh, the the food showed up. I open it up. It's not chicken. It's tofu fried rice. Uh, not even like beef. Not even like beef. It was tofu. Uh, no chicken to speak of. And it's gosh. like I looked at it. and I was like, I really don't. This isn't really what I wanted. But like, what? Well, fuck it. Whatever. They nine yeah. times out of ten, it's been perfect. I'm not gonna like complain about it. I feel like you're the type of guy who would absolutely get right on the phone and be like, listen. Oh fuck yeah! Like. <laughs> I, it- the last time I was on this podcast, you saw I got the chicken wings. I was supposed to get pizza with it. There's no pizza. I fucking right. hit up Uber immediately and told him I'd get my pizza, and I asked for a full refund. Like, I got it. But immediately, like, before I even ate the wings, I was on Uber. Like, if they fuck up, it, I sometimes screenshot the latest time. And yeah. if they fuck up, I ask for a refund. And I, I – I, here's the thing, Eric. I don't want to be a bitch to the businesses. I hope it – it may – 
really, I'm, I want to fuck with Uber. I hope Uber covers it. That's what I hope. I hope it goes back to Uber because it's their delivery. Yeah. You know, they, you know, sure. So I don't give a, f- they, I pay so much goddamn fees and stuff for Uber and whatever delivery. Like, like if they fuck it up, I'm asking for a refund. Like I'll eat it, but like As I'll you ask should. for a refund. Yeah, <laughs> I'll eat it. Uh, and like, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, it's, for me, it's just, it's not worth my time or an effort to like deal with it. But I don't, I, I absolutely agree that it's not right for them to fuck you over. I will, I will also say it's funny to me that the amount that you probably paid for both of your ankles to be scanned, you probably spent that on Uber Eats over the course of like three days. Oh, absolutely, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. no <laughs> doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And and. Just a note to our, you know, to our listeners. I don't get on yeah. the phone with them. I just get on their app and like request a refund. Like, okay, and they, they do. I don't. I don't. I understand. Like, customer service fucking sucks. Like, but you know, I, <laughs> I get it. I've been there. Sure. I hate like chewing them out. But sometimes, man, they're just so fucking like. It's not that they're dumb. It's that they they're bound by these fucking rules and it makes them dumb. You know. And like I fucking mm-hmm. hate that. I fucking hate. And you have to bust them out of their constraints. You have to. You have to do it. You got a red yeah. pillow. <laughs> you have to fucking get them out of those chains. Like you know, <laughs> you have to fucking go full Spartacus on their ass. Okay, <laughs> they may be kicking and screaming the whole way, but you will free them from their restraints. <laughs> Greta will get on the phone, and she's like the nicest person. She doesn't want to like you know. But like, if you really want something, you you have to like. You have to know what you want, and you have to know, like, what's fair as a consumer in this fucking stupid country. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you have to fucking win. Like, it's, you know, as a consumer, we have to take back our fucking, you know, what we have, what do we have to take back? Our, our, uh, your rights? Our rights, our dollars, you know, like, <laughs> our dollars spent. I don't know. You have to take yeah. it back. Like, we have to take back control of the situation. We can't let these constraints ruin us as well we can't be defined by their constraints yeah i just no. hope ryan that you don't re-injure yourself during this rant on account of how much <laughs> you're digging your heels in <laughs> it was nice that's <laughs> great you. Uh, yeah it's really good <laughs> welcome everyone episode 51 we're we're on the we're on the back half of the of the road to 100 here everybody what a what a <laughs> whirlwind it's been my goodness episode 51 happy cinco de mayo for anyone who's listening to this on its uh, official air date happy cinco cinco de mayo. do you know what cinco de mayo is is ryan the celebration of the dead uh i don't think that it is actually i looked it up and i don't remember what it was let's find out okay what is cinco de mayo celebrated for uh the anniversary of the battle of puebla It's a holiday celebrated in parts of Mexico and the United States in honor of a military victory in 1862 over the French forces of Napoleon III. I was totally wrong. What is Celebration of the Dead for that? I thought that was... Isn't that just Day of de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead? That's that's probably around Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. Full of knowledge, man. I I didn't know what Cinco de Mayo was until uh, recently. Yeah, okay. All right, well... But happy, happy that. Uh, wow. I'm sure everyone's going to be, you know, burning visages of Napoleon III uh, here today as they listen to our program. But uh, that that holiday may play a part into our match that we'll be getting into in just a, a, a little bit here today. But we'll we'll circle back around to that topic. Uh, before we get in to, to our, our wrestling, 
here today, though, Ryan. I did have a follow-up from one of the more notable segments that we've ever had in the history of this program. You talked earlier about how you may be doing some physical therapy in the form of walking in a pool. Mm-hmm. And so I just I think it's important that you be aware of this piece of information, Ryan. Uh, did you know? So uh, do you know how many gallons of water are in a in a pool? Your average like Olympic sized <sighs> pool. As a lifeguard, you should probably know this. I have no fucking idea. A lot, <laughs> a lot of gallons. I've got I've got the number of gallons here, you, Ryan. You want me to guess? <laughs> fucking yeah, do it. Guess. I'll track your wins and losses of your your guesses throughout the program, too. <laughs> You're not going to get this number, by the way. I know. Hold on. Just give me a second. Just <laughs> okay. give me a second. I need to. Yeah. Everyone be quiet. I need to, like, 3D this and, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Rain Man. There's just numbers and everything. That just <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> whirling and twirling in his brain. An Olympic-sized pool is, like, twice as big. There's 50 meters. Um Yeah. Sure. Uh, how deep is the pool? I don't know, man. However deep a fucking Olympic see, I see. Pool is. So when I get this wrong, I, it's because you didn't give me all the information that I needed. Like I wasn't going to ask you how many gallons are in a pool. Like as you far- just asked me how many gallons are in a pool. Well, I just thought you maybe you knew off the top of your head. This isn't like a. I didn't expect you to take time to think about it. I just figured, hey, do you know? <laughs> no, okay, it's this number. Was the ex- extent of that conversation? Why don't you just tell me so I don't look? I, 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 I <laughs> you already look weird <laughs> based off this reaction. Uh, Are you st- you're still thinking. Give me a second. Give me a second. For fuck's sakes, man! Just give me a second. Like, let me, let me. I'm giving you. Mo- okay, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay, so fifty. We'll go five feet deep. Okay. God, I'm going to be so off. This is embarrassing. Uh... 20,000. You know what? You're not, you're not, I mean, numerically you're a ways off, but you're, you're close in my brain. It's 220,000 gallons. Fuck. Yeah. So like a 10, 10 times off. <laughs> so here, here's a better question than that though. Yeah. Uh, in a pool that is 220,000 gallons. Uh-huh. So your, your standard pool. I have a figure. That is reported to be the amount of pee that is in that pool. Do you have any oh, guesses God. how many how many of those gallons? It depends on if fucking you and Keith are in the pool or not. Like in ten, like, <laughs> I mean, what? I you can't just throw <laughs> listeners under the fucking bus. It you, fucking depends, uh, Mike. Do you know how many bleeps I had to use last episode? You're gonna make me bleep more. God damn! With like your- it just that I that's I fuck. Um, I, I don't. I don't. How many? <laughs> Twenty. 20. 20, 20 gallons of pee in, in an average 220,000 gallons, uh, gallon pool. That's too much. <laughs> any, any pee in the pool is too much. Uh, I'm just reporting the facts. It's 20 gallons of pee on average. God, that's so. In a, in a, in a, okay. So percentage wise, that's pretty low. But like, okay, but like in, a, in an Olympic sized pool, that's what it is, right? So you, that is my understanding. Most pools are not Olympic sized, uh-huh. so you just divide it by two. Sure. So then you're then you're just talking about like, okay, you, all right, so, okay, it's like ten well, gallons or something. I don't know. God fucking damn it! Like that is so like. So just think about that when you're doing your physical therapy. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, what I'm thinking of is like gallons of milk being like poured a pee into this fucking pool. <laughs> 
why, why does it have to be ten fucking gallons of someone pouring pee? And like that that's some <laughs> I I don't I don't understand it. I, 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 I totally get peeing in the ocean or peeing in a lake. I understand that. I really do. I'm not going back to No 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 You're nothing I, if that, not consistent. That it's totally fine. It feels great. Like you get it all out. You know, it's you know. It feels it just, even better in a pool, though, Ryan. No, Eric, stop! It does not. That is the most. I, I I still am shocked going back to this that you guys fucking are okay with this fucking. First of all, that you're okay with this amount of pee in a pool. This ratio of pee to fucking water. And second of all, that you're okay peeing in a fucking pool. Like who does that shit? Like. I'm this close from rescinding my offer of you coming to the flamingo pool and hanging out with me. I'm this close, Ryan. I'm not going to get in the pool if you're in the pool. Like, you know, I might get in before, but I'm not getting in with you. Like, you're not getting in without me, pal. I'm I'm your ticket into that pool. God, it's going to be it's going to be higher than average. Fucking pee in the pool. It's just it's gross. People like you, Eric. People like you and some of our fucking listeners. Okay, okay, Mr. Ivory Tower. So here's the thing about Ryan, everybody. Because he was a fucking lifeguard, he thinks that he knows better than everybody else because he's hot shit. Back when he was fucking lifeguarding in landlocked Snohomish, he thinks he's a fucking big deal. <laughs> well, guess what, Ryan? I I have a quote from somebody who outranks you on the swim scale, sir. Yeah, We're talking who? about an Olympi- a former U.S. swimming team member, an Olympic swimmer was asked about peeing in pools, Ryan. Do you have any any interest in what their perspective was? Oh, I'm sure they pee in the pool all the fucking time, I bet. I bet you found... <laughs> I bet you did your own research, Eric, and you found what you wanted to find, and you found <laughs> someone who pees in the pool all the fucking time. A uh, very reputable uh, U.S. swim team member, Carly Gear. Every, mm-hmm. Everyone remembers seeing Carly on all those Wheaties boxes just a few short years ago. According to Carly... Very reputable member of U.S. swim team. Nearly, nearly 100% of elite competitive swimmers pee in the pool. Nearly 100%. That that, that lets me know Michael Phelps has almost certainly <laughs> peed you, in a pool. You've really linked this together, Eric. You've right. Been, like, you've, yeah, no, it's, if peeing in pools is good enough for Michael Phelps, Olympic gold medalist, you know, Many times over, it's good enough for me, little old Eric. It's it, it, and you know the thing is like why this is bullshit. Why Olympic swimmers fucking suck now? Like they're not, <laughs> they're not like they're not like swimming a race that lasts them like a day. Like they're swimming in the fucking pool, and and you know maybe they work maybe they work out for a few hours. Who pees that much? I mean, besides you, are, are they? Yes, Eric, I pee a lot, but you know where I pee? <laughs> I go and pee in the fucking toilet. <laughs> All right. I get up and I pee in the toilet. Even in my wheelchair, Eric, I get up and pee in the toilet. A toilet is like a, a pool for bugs. But they I bet bugs pee in toilets. I they they probably live in there, Eric. If you yeah, live in there, fine. that's fine. If you have to get in the pool for three hours and you can't fucking hold your bladder, it's it's unbelievable. Like it's so disgusting that like I, I, I it... Pool would be like a toilet for a frost giant. <laughs> I mean, you just seem mad that someone who outranks you in the squ- swimming hierarchy, you know, because you're you're way behind on your your union dues at this point when it comes to the you know the swimmer, the swimmers Illuminati. Uh, somebody who outranks you is saying, "Oh yeah, everybody does it." Have you seen the South Park where they discuss this issue? 
I I'm sure I have. I'm not. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I would watch it. I think it. I think it encapsulates. Encap encapsulates. Encapsulates. <laughs> I'm saying that right. Encapsulates. Yeah. It, it encapsulates. Yes. It encapsulates this whole debate. It really does a very good job of like discussing people like you, and and discussing people like me who okay. fucking. It really does. I think. I think people like me like Oli- Olympic swimmers. Or people like you who, you know, were poorer lifeguards. I think it, I think it really touches everyone. I think it touches everyone. Less than stellar lifeguards. No, I, I, would, I wouldn't say that, Eric. I was only suspended once. All right? Wait, you got <laughs> suspended from lifeguarding? <laughs> I did, yeah. Why? I didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, all right. Yeah, I was, yeah, like, yeah. wondering if you got, like, got in, like, a fight with somebody while No, 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 I just didn't show It was okay. really, actually, it was really a nice two-day vacation. <laughs> I thought I was going to get fired, and they're like, you can't work for the next day. So I was like, that's fucking great. Like, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I was a, I was a very, I, so we went through some, you know, deep water training, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I could, to this day I could perform. You know, I never, I never. Well, maybe not right now. To the, the life, to this day, but uh, yeah, well, you know, I don't need day. my feet necessarily. I just need you know good buoyancy. So, what's your what's your preferred st- uh, swimming stroke? Like, if you had to go out, assuming you had healthy healthy uh, ankles, help, healthy heels, what would you what would your stroke be? Uh, you strike me as a breast stroker. I do like the I do like the breast. So the most impressive one. Child, anyone who can do this, I'm just impressed by is the butterfly. Like, <laughs> not for me. I wouldn't go rescue. So I can't even do the butterfly. Uh, but damn, that's an impressive stroke. What an impressive stroke! If everybody. I could, if I could watch someone rescue someone with a butterfly, I would, I would, I would resign as a lifeguard for. for <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, but I, I do like I do like the breaststroke, and uh, I, you know, you don't rescue. You just do freestyle, like sure, yeah, do- yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're a big doggy paddler. I would, I would assume. I'm not a doggy paddler. I'm unimpressed by a doggy paddle. If someone rescued <laughs> someone with a doggy paddle, I'd be unimpressed. I mean, I would actually be impressed. I would be. They could barely swim. That would be <laughs> pretty impressive. But um, I yeah. always look down on people who uh, I, I want to teach them how to how to really swim. As you would. As I don't you would. look like a dick here. Like, don't. <laughs> don't. We crossed that bridge many episodes ago, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you got you got to you got to freestyle. You got to learn how to freestyle. That's the most noted. I I, uh, I can I can accept that. Moving on to to another subject as we kind of knock out some items because last episode episode fifty. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that little uh, that little jaunt where we learned all about how Ryan injured himself. We talked also about his uh, his his alternate podcast plans which hopefully we never have to hear anything about that ever again but uh you know i think it's time to go back to the notes we maybe kind of pick ryan's brain about certain certain subjects uh i have a question for you here ryan so it occurred to me it sounds like actually you're a little bit more mobile now than you were last time you and i spoke you're actually able to kind of get up and down the stairs a little bit etc you want me to stand up is that what you want Eric? no no don't stand no don't stand up i don't want to be responsible for you stand oh, up. God, he's fucking standing oh he up he did it he did it everybody just so uh, you know how will my bones heal? Like yeah, proofs in the pudding, and I see your calcium supplement on your table behind you. So you know, D, yeah, D three, vitamin D, like <laughs> yeah. 
He's, he's getting it all. He's getting it all in, everybody. He can't yeah, drink milk, yeah. but he's going to get those supplements uh, other ways. But uh, <clears throat> it occurred to me, your situation as it stands right now, it reminds me of a very famous uh, figure that I know from my childhood, Professor X uh, of the X-Men. Very famous for being in a wheelchair, but because his, his body was weakened, he was unable to, you know, uh, perform as many of the physical tasks that... His, his team of X-Men were able to accomplish. He instead made up with that with his the powers of the mind, Ryan. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, so now that your body's in somewhat of a weakened state, you know, you're, you're unable to, you know, do all the things that maybe you would like to be doing physically, like rollerblading or, uh, not going to the gym, things of those nature. What are you, what are you doing to strengthen, strengthen your, your mind to make up for your weakened body? Not a lot, Eric. <laughs> Not a lot. Um, I did discuss this with with Greta. I had plans to spend this like six weeks really, really hitting the books. Um, did you really like? You, are we talking like professionally, like learning like coding stuff, or? Yeah, yeah. I have a Python book uh, sitting here that I that you know I've gotten you know a quarter way through. But I was gonna I was gonna really hit hit the, on the weekends. I don't do anything, so I can't really uh-huh. go anywhere. But I haven't yet. I'm mostly on TikTok. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think that this app has has benefited you in any any meaningful way, Ryan. No, it hasn't at all. Um, I really like it, but it's it's really like sucking my brain of like its resources. <laughs> it's really it's really bad. Um, but yeah, no, I maybe in the next three weeks, you know, I'll really I'll really hit that. Really gain some knowledge. Um, I hope you do. I hope you do. It's not too late. It's never too late, Ryan. You know, I you know, I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough as a stand, you know, on uh, on a lot of subjects. So yeah, not the amount of gallons in a in a Olympic pool necessarily, but other subjects. Other subjects. Yeah, um, TikTok related subjects. Right, right. You know, um, who to send these videos to? Who to who to get them out to? You know, who needs to see this? Who needs to you know be this needs to be shared with someone? Like I got to figure that out. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but you know, it's in the works, it's in the works, it was discussed, um, and... <laughs> That's the first step, is is yeah. kind of knowing what that step's going to be, is determining like, okay, here's the route that I'm going to take, and yes, you're three weeks into it, but that doesn't mean that you can't maximize the time that you have for the remaining three weeks. Right, right, and that's what I, I think of four weeks into it, and I'm two weeks, just so you, I, want, I want you to be correct. No fake news here. We four weeks, two weeks left. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, that's that. You know, that's the that was the initial plan. <laughs> but that's how it always goes in my life. Uh, when I was in when I was in high school, every every like first half, like the first half of the first semester, I'd be really motivated to like really pick it up, and I would uh-huh. do it, and then I would just fall apart in the second half. You know, I just didn't hold the motivation uh, to 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 really to really get there. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know off the top of your head, approximately, like what your uh, your GPA was in high school? Very poor, very bad. How poor? Less than two? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, really? Less than two? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh woof. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think I graduated high school with like a two six. I don't. <laughs> so I was, I was going to say you're a two six guy, like. Egg. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're very, you're very, you're very smart guy. Like, I, but, well, well I, let me amend this. Hold yeah. on, you're gonna go on a, a rock fucking ride tangent with you know what? Do it, but yeah. do it in like a second. To be fair, when I graduated college, I graduated college with like a three five or a three six. That's what I'm saying. Just so I, we're all clear on this. I just didn't apply myself in high school. Well, I would say, so I had a very, very difficult time with, with school. I just was very much not interested in anything that they were teaching. I We we skipped a good portion of, like, senior and junior year, but just not in class. And, like, we learned how to optimize that by, like, because those calls would come in back to our home phone, so I would just disconnect the phone line during those periods where they called. And, you know, we would – initially we would write notes, you know, um, to, like, get out of class – um, you know, very, very professional. We did it in a good way. Like we, you know, made sure that we were good not to get that call, but I, that I was successful that way. It worked a lot. Like, um, I did not find school interesting, but after, you know, <laughs> several years, I realized I needed to apply myself in something. And uh, yeah, I started taking, you know, just several UW certificates, um, since then. So, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I think that there's a piece that people may have have because you glossed over it so quickly. So when you would skip school, you yeah. knew to unplug your your parents' phone line so that yes. that call would not go into them. Yeah. So at that time, there wasn't like it wasn't going directly to cell phones. Cell phones weren't big; it was going to the home phone. So sure. Um, you know, I, I knew when they would call. Uh, I just disconnect, or if I couldn't disconnect it, like I would just take the phone and be on the phone during that time. <laughs> Uh, whatever, like whatever it took, like to not get that phone call, like it was. Um, and then we also had to get past like security at school. We had to know when, you know, we had this all like mapped out like completely. But yeah, we, I was, I was not there for the majority of my my senior. Year. I did not find a, a lot of interest in school. Um, I liked the people. I had a really good time with like, you know, for, I, I really, you know, well, you're a likable guy. High school was very fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot because you know. But I did not like class, and I, I was not a good student um, until I find until I found something I was interested in. I, I'm very also ADHD, ADD, right? So it's you have to find something you latch on to. <laughs> I skipped school one time, and really? uh, I didn't get away with it for sure because <laughs> I did I didn't know the tricks of the trade like like mm-hmm. you do apparently. But yeah, no, I definitely the the call came through, and so another part that also sort of like buried me a little bit. I don't know if I would have, who knows what, what would have actually happened if, if things had gone differently. But basically the short version is a buddy of mine who also went to that high school, his family was like moving away. And so it was like the last day that he was going to be in town before they moved. And and me and another friend were basically like, oh, well, let's go to the EMP, now known as the, the Mopop. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the EMP and just hang out for the day and just, you know, in, in, enjoy the day before you have to leave. And so I remember the night before asking my parents, hey, can I just not go to school tomorrow? <laughs> oh, so <laughs> and, that was your first mistake. Like, now they know. Like, <laughs> I was trying to be upfront about it. And so <laughs> yeah. I asked them, can I, can I skip school tomorrow? Is that okay? And they thought about it. And, like, again, my grades were not great. I think by this point I had bounced back to a certain degree where they were, weren't nearly as bad as they had been in, like, ninth grade or anything like that in freshman yeah. year. But, uh, but yeah, they were like, eh, no. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. And so, and so <laughs> not that I said yeah. that to them, but in my mind, that's what I was thinking. And so then, yeah, I skipped school, basically made the most out of, out of, out of that, went down to the EMP, just hung out. 
uh, at our at our friend's house for for the entire day, and then I knew when I got back, like, oh, they're they're gonna find out. So <laughs> the call happened, and then I got like, I don't know, grounded for a couple weeks, maybe a month, yeah. something like that. <laughs> totally worth it. That sounds like actually a good day. That's I mean, I, that's that's what you have to do. Like you 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 took the risk. There was a risk involved. You faced the consequences, and that you know that's yeah. You have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. And they told me like, oh, the reason that like this punishment is what it is is because <laughs> you asked, we said yeah. no, and you did it yeah. anyway. But it's yeah. like yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, eh, this would probably be the same even if I hadn't asked. But yeah. It, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> the le- so the last day I skipped school, this is the last day I ever went to school, actually, um, was like right before I turned 18 my senior year. And we, we left just as normal. <laughs> After first period, we would meet up. And we'd be like, hey, you just want to, should we dip? <laughs> we just, we just took off into the parking lot. And, um, yeah, we went to this little park that we always went to. And we got, we were, we were, we were smoking weed, um, at this park. And Ryan. we got a, a cop rolled up, like right next to us. And oh, we're God. like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, and he rolled up and he came in and he's like, we he had this student pass, a student parking pass, so they knew we were in school. Uh, they're like, yeah, they're like, you, like, what are you doing here? This is like truancy. And then they smelled the weed in the car, so we all got out, and everyone got like, I think, arrested. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, me and it was me and another buddy, we rode back in a cop car to the school. They took us back. Um, oh no! And it was like. It was one of the funniest, like, rides ever, because I was just, like, looking at them. I was like, what the, like, what is going on? Like, what is happening with my life right now? Like, Right. I'm going to, I'm going to call in with your badge number. I'm going to complain to your, to your superior officer. <laughs> this is, this is insane. Like, and, uh, then we got taken to separate directions. <laughs> we talked to, like, different vice principals, and then my dad came, and holy shit, like, that was, <laughs> They like then they ran down like oh he's missed like this many days of school like while mm-hmm. my dad's there they like pulled the report. It, it was like one of the worst fucking times, <laughs> but from being like kind of funny to like uh, like like totally fucked. <laughs> uh, everything that I had done just collapsed on me, um, and that was yeah. Is this what led you to being sent to military school? Was that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah. Well, so what happened was. My parents were like, you can go, we'll pay for your community college. Like if you, like you want to go, like we'll Mm -hmm. pay to go. Like, and then I fucking went and I stopped going there too. And I always felt really bad about this because this cost them like a shitload of money to like pay up front. Like, right. What's it? 1600 bucks or something like to pay for your classes and your, and I, I didn't go to that either. I kept skipping that, which I still, I don't feel bad as bad about the high school stuff. I feel bad about that. Sure. And, and then they're like, and so I was, I just turned 18 and they're like, Hey, like really like, if you don't go to this like military school, you, you have to move out and we're taking the car. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so they're like, if you go, you can, we'll sign the car over to you. Um, and you know, you get, so I went, I got everything back and then, um, it was actually really like probably beneficial to me to, right. to do that. And then I went back to the community college, started getting like good guys, more motivated and, you know, I realized 
whatever. <laughs> then I worked, worked at a call center. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you always you always pepper that in as as it's like you know this 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 big thing. But I think that's what shaped you into the man that you are here today, Ryan. It did. This trend of my life has been really interesting. From going from a total fuck up, just a really bad situation, you know, like especially after like you know the the the, the incident. <laughs> Uh, my, 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 my dad was like, you're like, you're like, you're done. Like this, you're totally fucked. You're like in a mm-hmm. really bad spot. And then I like worked my way out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but it's been an interesting, <laughs> it's been an interesting ride. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of how it started. This podcast is like, uh, did you ever, I'm sh- anytime I ask this question, the answer is always no. And I've come to accept that. Have you ever seen the movie Memento? No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fine. Basically, like you, you know nothing at the start of the movie, and then you kind of just like figure out like little be- bits and pieces. It's basically the movie that, as you're seeing it, is working backwards. I feel like every single time that like we have a new episode, like we're learning more because like I brought up just a few episodes ago how like you had like gone to military school. I don't think like we had talked about that previously. I don't yeah. think like we definitely hadn't talked about you like getting stabbed with a rolling rock before. And so like more and more <laughs> of, of the, the gaps, the puzzle pieces are being filled in uh, as we go along, but it always keeps going like further and further back. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Interesting life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next episode, we're going to find out what it is that you were doing when you were hit by a car. Like it turns out you just throwing like bricks at, at cars <laughs> and like that. And like she what, ran you third? down on purpose. <laughs> You're just adding stuff to the story that's not even <laughs> fucking true. <laughs> I'm just speculating now because, like, there's, there's all these rationales and reasons for, like, all, all these crazy things that happen to you. It's I, never I, just the thing happens. It's like, oh, I was doing this and that caused X, Y, and Z. I, I did, and we don't have to get into this, this is, but I, I did get in trouble in eighth grade for throwing apples at cars. Um, <laughs> and that was, that was actually a really. Did. It was a really funny story. Like, uh, and I, my parents didn't think it was funny, but I like thought it was, it is, I, in eighth grade, I wrote a, we had to write like a paper and I wrote about it. I wrote about this whole event, this whole like throwing apples at cars event. Maybe I can find the paper. Maybe I can ask my mom because she, I got an A on it. They're like, this is, this is so like, it's very well written and I got a really good grade on it. And my mom was really, she's like, you need to write, like you need to like get into like probably journalism or something like <laughs> over this fucking story that I wrote about this like incident. Um, I have thrown stuff at cars and also gotten in trouble for that. <laughs> what you were throwing. Okay. So you were throwing, I mean, I feel like a lot of kids, I know I was one of the kids. I don't really remember like myself doing it, but I was definitely hanging around kids that were occasionally like do stuff like that up up on in my neighborhood but uh where were you so you were throwing apples was this this wasn't like a freeway situation was it no 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 this was so this was seventh grade and like i had i had some friends over the night before we stayed up watching those like girls gone wild commercials on like comedy central the night before (laughs) (laughs) Shout, shout out to girls gone wild yeah. And then the next day, my, my parents weren't there. So we had like these gardens like out in the front of our house and just this like, it's just this two, two lane road, you know, one lane okay. road, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. And we had all these apples on the apple tree. <laughs> so we like grabbed a bunch of apples, took them to the gardens and hid in the gardens. And then like a car would drive by and we would just fucking throw the apple. And then we heard this one, we heard it hit like, and we're like, oh shit. Like all of us were like, fuck. 
And what we heard though after that was guy like he he slammed on his brakes, so he like skidded right, and we're like, oh fuck, he's gonna come back. So we <laughs> we like ran we ran into the house and like very quickly <laughs> and locked all the doors. <laughs> And, like, so one of my buddies, like, hid downstairs in, like, the basement bathroom, which was, like, very locked in. Well, the, this guy came, comes in, like, in our driveway and starts, like, banging on the door, like, the oh, front no. door. He's, like, hitting it. And and <laughs> one of my buddies, like, is sitting there on the wall, like, with a baseball bat, just, like, clutching his hands. And I'm, like, cracking up. I'm, like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, what are you going <laughs> to do with that baseball bat? Like, and he's, like, shaking, like, uh <laughs> Just, just sitting there by were the wall. Were your parents home while this is all no, happening? they were gone. Okay. They were gone. Okay. But, so, this guy's, like, banging on the door, and we're just sitting there, and then he leaves. And we're, like, totally relieved. We're like, okay, fuck yeah. Like, that was <laughs> awesome. We survived it. Like, yeah, nice. We should do more of this, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, then, like, I'm downstairs. I'm doing something. I'm, like, I'm like vacuuming or cleaning, cleaning something, and I hear, like, a knock at the door when my parents are home. Uh, my mom and dad were back and there's a knock on the door and then I fucking hear them like discussing what happened. That guy fucking came back that night. Oh, okay. Okay. Later that day. And okay. talked to my fucking parents about it. And my like heart just like, you know, like the feeling like <laughs> when your heart just kind of flushes and it just, <laughs> it was like flushed heart. This was to, at this point, this was like the worst thing I had done in my life. Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, I'm so fucked. Um, and yeah, so my parents found out and they, they, they called me up, uh, and they just like kind of ripped into me at that point. They're like, and they called everyone's parents too, like who were involved, like who were uh, there. So like, oh no. they came back and like, then we had to go down to his house and apologize. Like we all went down to his house and like, we're so sorry. Like we did this. Um, my parents drove us there and, and then I was grounded. I had to do like, so we were going on a cruise like the following week and I had to do like, they're like, you're grounded for this week. And if you like get everything done, then you cannot be grounded on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and it ties back in with the cruise conversation from like episode two or yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy and shit. So I, I worked like very hard to get everything done. I hated it, but I, you know, I, I had a lot of, <laughs> it was, it, that moment was, I, you paid your penance. story, like you know, yeah. I, I had to write about it. It was so good, <laughs> right? You paid your debt to society, and, and that uh, process needed to be. But I still think that guy's a fucking dick, dude. Like you know, first of all, like <laughs> okay, fine. You want to come? You, one or the other, right? You either come bang on our door initially, or you come back later. He did both, like you know. <laughs> so, I, if you're if you're willing to do the crime, you got to be willing to do the time, Ryan. That's yeah, that's no. what I say about it. So that was that was that. Um, yeah. So I've, I've done a little bit of both, but I didn't break anything during that one. Just broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your heart flushed with uh, with yeah, fear and, yeah. and trepidation. Let's uh, let's get into wrestling. I think we've 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 dilly dallied long enough. I have one more question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think I should. I know we talked about this before. Um, I've gotten into a little debate on Reddit about fucking tipping. <laughs> Wait, you okay? <laughs> You got into a debate on Reddit about tipping. Like, yes. And I, it's still ongoing. Like, it's been, like, two days. Okay. Um, and it's just this back and forth. And it's oh, it's over tipping at Subway. That was my, like, example of, <laughs> like... Uh-huh. It's... The sandwich artists need to live, too, Ryan, for the record. And totally. 100%. 
I my my issue with that is where do you fucking draw this line? I, I know we've discussed this, but like, where does it end? Where do you not tip anymore? Subway, uh-huh. as much as like it sucks to work for Subway or any fast food where they exploit their workers and exploit their labor for fucking very cheap, you know, blah blah blah. It shouldn't be on the consumer to fucking pick that tab up. You know, we pay for the product. They get a full hourly wage. You pay, you tip at a place that like doesn't get paid full hourly wage and they make it up with tips. Mm-hmm. So, so, so where do you draw? Do you tip, do you tip your banker, Eric? Do you tip, <laughs> do, do, do you, do you tip your doctor? Do you tip your, your plumber? What, where does it, where does it fucking end? Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't tip any of these people that you've mentioned so far. No. But if they're asking for tips now, that is that not like the, one of the most like corrupt fucking things you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> that's, like, like that's very like, strong language. I would say it, I I I would be inclined to agree with you, although I may not put it in those terms. I I don't even understand the debate that this guy is like going off. He doesn't even make any fucking sense, and it's just like this back and forth. And he's like, "You're not answering the question." I'm like, "I did answer the question. You're not answering the fucking question." Like you, like your point is fucking stupid. He's he, like, I. I don't understand anybody who thinks like if you go to Subway and they're prompting for tips when you fucking cash out, like that that's okay. Like it should not be. I when I worked at Costco, I could not take tips. I would have been fired for taking tips. Like right. where? So where is this? Where is it drawn? Do you like do you tip your checkers when you check out at Costco? Where the fuck does it end? And there has to be a line. There has to be a line. There has to be a firm line, and it should be illegal. And, and Congress should step in now. And say, hey, this needs to stop. It has to fucking stop. I, I do not want to feel bad when I go there and I select zero because I paid fucking $18 for a sandwich and I don't want to fucking throw a 15% tip on this outrageous fucking sandwich that I paid for. Like, I shouldn't have to feel bad for that. And I, and I do. And I just, there has to be a line. And I want to make sure I'm not a dick. For not like you know, that's what I need to know. I don't think you're a dick. I I would question. Do you think that this Reddit argument has been a good use of your time? No, but like, <laughs> but like Eric, I'm not doing much. So like, like you said, like maybe I'm not using my brain, but I'm fucking getting on the internet and arguing with someone. You know, like <laughs> which is just as good as, which as is using just your as brain. Good. Like every time I hop on my phone, I got a new notification that this guy is fucking. Res- it's the same fucking guy. Like. And and then I go back and I fucking respond. It's been like it'll be three days tomorrow that we've gone like back and forth on this. And and he's honestly or this person's a fucking idiot. Like they don't know shit and they're and they're fucking straw manning it. Like you know, like it, it's it's just insane. But I I I there has to be a line, Eric. There has to be a line, and it has to stop. Like I don't disagree. Actually, one one other thing before we get into wrestling, I, you may not have anything. It's fine if you don't. Any any updates on Ryan's dream journal? Mm, I have been having fucking weird dreams. I actually told Greta about one the other day. Let me, what was it? Like like vivid dreams, um, uh-huh. but I haven't really kept track. Yeah, it it was really it was really good. And I should. I'm going to bed so early now. I have like this ample opportunity to have lots of dreams. You know, um, <laughs> right? You're you're you all these calcium induced dreams that you're having these days. Fuck, what was it? I, I told her because I woke up and I was like, usually like, sometimes my dreams are just like basic or like, you know, it's whatever. But this was a good one um, that I had recently. I'll try to, I'll try to recall it and maybe okay. get it on the next podcast. But yeah, yeah no, nothing, nothing like. You got to write, like, just bring up a notepad in your phone. Just type in a couple, couple notes to yourself when just you have a really. Just bullet points. Yeah. 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 Cause I want to, I want to explore 
the dreamscape of of Ryan's psyche. I'll open. I'll open up a little journal. I'll open. A little, no, I, I'm interested in it too. I fucking love dreaming. It's <laughs> you spend <laughs> you spend like a third of your day like potentially dreaming. You know, you should you should capture that and you should you should enjoy it. Like, stop trying to sell us mattresses, Ryan. Yeah, we get it, pal. Hey, I'm just. It's for your for the audience. Like, you know. <laughs> You basically live in this weird state for a third of your time of your life, and it's fucking amazing if you can get into it. Like, it's incredible. Like, just use the code Hardmark, and you can get your own sleep number bed for twenty uh, percent off. Should I use... sell mattresses? Should I get yeah. into that? Like, that's the you next should. step of my life. That the Dream Journal segment is the natural uh, lead into the sleep number sponsorship slash business I'll... business ideas. Yeah. Fuck, there's one mattress company that is like on all the podcasts. What the fuck is it? Helix Helix Sleep. So Helix Sleep, hit us up. Ryan, you you can be a featured sponsor of Ryan's Dream Journal moving forward. Absolutely, let's 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 yeah. discuss. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk some business. I'm looking yeah. at Ryan's mattress in the background right there. It looks a little crusty. I think he could use a Helix one of these oh, days. Oh, this mattress and... fucking sucks. <laughs> but I've had like the best dreams of my life on it. Like it, it's really picking <laughs> up. Like, but it does suck. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe the uncomfortable. Maybe the most the most uncomfortable mattresses are the best for dreaming. That's what knows? I'm saying. Like, do I do I want a comfortable mattress before I give up dreaming? No. Like, if you mean sleep you, on a rock. Yeah. When you put it that way. But you, how? What? We really should move to wrestling. But what were your dreams like when you were sleeping on the couch? Uh, I, not as like. I mean, I've always been a decent dreamer, but they they weren't as vivid as I recall. Like, I right. recently they've been really picking up just yeah. fascinating shit. Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, you're cock teasing us here, Ryan. I, I, I wish I wish I had taken some notes. I, I will. I'll I'll start. I'll start. Uh, Give me blue balls. Yeah, they're they're good. They're I, I, they're fascinating. <laughs> well, we'll we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Wrestling. So so Ryan, as we've seen throughout the the illustrious history of our fine fine program there's all sorts of styles of pro wrestling out there and many of those styles are tied to specific regions or countries so for example the japanese style of wrestling is different than the american style it's generally a little bit harder hitting and based around better. martial arts i mean you could argue better <laughs> I, I think it's you know it's a personal preference but uh, some may it's say sure. better and in your scientific opinion I, I think you could probably point in that direction potentially uh europe and the uk specifically has its own style too based around complex submission holds and escapes we haven't actually seen any of that so far uh, on the show but uh, uh that's definitely kind of has its own sort of style for pro wrestling as well but in honor of cinco de mayo i scrapped the plans that i originally had for our episode, I made the appropriate adjustments, and so today we are going to be viewing the first match that we have seen so far that could be considered a representation of Mexican wrestling, otherwise known mm. as Lucha Libre. I think I've heard that. Is that the common term for Mexican wrestling? It is, yeah. So if you were down in Mexico, you would not see pro wrestling on signs. You would see signs for Lucha Libre if they were mm. having a pro wrestling show. Sorry, is that the name for it, or is that like uh, like the um, like the company who hosts? Or? It's the name for it. Yeah, uh, it uh, it translates, and this is actually if you remember a while a little while ago, we did uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy had wrestling questions. One of those was this is the trans like the answer was lucha libre, and mm. then the question was like this translates to free fighting, which yeah. Oh okay okay yeah. yeah. 
So I'll, I'll be the first to admit right here at the start, uh, I don't follow the Mexican wrestling scene super closely. I'll do my best to address any questions, but I have a kind of a general familiarity with it. But uh, again, let me know and I can hopefully address most of your questions. Now, <clears throat> a little bit of background. Stylistically, Lucha Libre, it's, a li- it's pretty unique overall. Generally, the wrestlers, a.k.a. luchadors, so luchadors do Lucha Libre, uh, they don't take a lot of flat back bumps like you see in un- other regions. So in especially in American pro wrestling and Japanese, you're used to guys kind of like throwing themselves backwards, like big impact, big yeah. noise when they, when they fall. Uh, instead, in Lucha Libre, they do a lot of moves where they roll out of it instead. So a lot of like hip tosses where the guy will kind of like... Like roll, it's kind of like a action movie scene instead of kind of just landing flat on their back, that sort of thing. Uh, so while that eliminates a lot of the long-term damage to their necks, their backs, their pussies, and their cracks, they also attempt a lot of dives. So it's kind of an injury trade-off. Uh, like dives into another wrestler, or yeah, like dives outside of the ring, a lot of kind of uh, you know high risk maneuvers, uh, things of that nature, etc. So less of kind of the repeated flat back bumps, but more high risk dives. You know, some superhero esque maneuvers outside of the ring. Respect that. Respect that. So Mexico has a very long and proud history with Lucha Libre and one of the longest and actually the longest running wrestling company in the world is based out of Mexico City. So that was established in 1932. Wow. Yeah, so almost 100 years actually, 90 years at this point. Uh, So the wrestlers are treated like superheroes, and one of the focal points of Lucha is the use of masks. So not only are masks used to give the wrestlers an air of mystery, but the masks themselves are meant to give each wrestler their personality. And most Mexican wrestlers can actually be immediately identified by the the design of their masks. So they all have very unique ones. If you were to go to like a, a shop, in Mexico that had a bunch of these masks, you could immediately say, like, oh, that's a mask for psychosis. That's a mask for El Santo. Like, you'd be able to distinctly tell them all apart if you were familiar with them. The most famous luchador of all time was named El Santo. He was a legitimate icon in Mexico, not only for wrestling fans, but for Mexican culture as a whole. You could think of him as a star on the level of a Muhammad Ali or a Michael Jordan. Uh, He wrestled nearly 50 years. He starred in over 50 films, and he competed in and was undefeated in nearly 40, and bear with me for a moment, nearly 40 Luchas de Apuestas. Hopefully I'm saying that some, somewhat accurately. But he was undefeated in nearly 40 Luchas de Apuestas matches, uh, the most important type of Lucha Libre match, which in uh, each competitor will wager their mask or their hair. So El Santo put his mask up over 40 times. He was victorious all 40 of those occasions. Uh, so once once a luchador loses their mask, that's it. They are not allowed to wear it any longer. They either have to retire or they would continue wrestling maskless. Uh, oh. the, the same governing body that's an actual government agency that legislates boxing in Mexico, they also regulate pro wrestling as well, and they treat that shit very, very seriously. The, <laughs> there's no government regulation in uh, U.S. U.S. matches, I... No, no, there, there were, there used to be, there used yeah. to be, there's not anymore, 
But yeah, typically it was not uncommon for there to be boxing and wrestling uh, regulatory bodies <laughs> in the United States back as uh, probably as late as like the 70s, early 80s. Fucking classic America, no regulations. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like Vince McMahon in the 80s, he basically came out and said, this is a show, uh, yeah. this is not a sport, specifically so he could get out of that regulation because previously to that, they were having to pay these athletic commissions money every time that they were running shows in in those areas. In which areas? Like, was there certain states that were, like, regular? Or? Yeah, certain states had um, athletic commissions that would regulate professional wrestling because huh. it was deemed a sport. And so, if you... Basically, the trade-off was like, okay, they're treating it as a sport, but we have to pay them money. Vince McMahon was like, well, fuck it. I don't want to pay them money. And... I don't really care that people believe that it's real, so I'm just going to tell them that it's not so that I don't have to pay the Athletic Commission's money anymore. Sorry, I don't want to get off topic. (laughs) Sure. Now now I'm curious. Uh, Uh Are we seeing – are sports – I know there's been some issues with, like, baseball and there's been some, like, uh, like under oath, like, comments, but, like, are they they regulated? Is 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 there a regulatory agency that regulates, like, sports in this country, like, at this point? I don't think, like you said, you mentioned baseball, for example. I don't think baseball is, like, so um, boxing, I think, is probably one of the last sports that really has that type of legislation over it. Maybe UFC also, mixed martial arts, too. Yeah. Because, like, you can't just do that in every state. Like, there's a athletic commission that has to oversee it. Like, they'll perform health checks on the on the competitors to make sure that they're, like, healthy enough and, like, licensed to, to fight okay. in that, in that yeah. state. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that that you know baseball or football or basketball would have that same sort of oversight. I think it's mostly combat sports. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I was just curious. <laughs> like I remember after Mike Tyson, like I think this was after he bit Holyfield's ear, for example. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only two states that would let Tyson fight were Nevada and um, like New Jersey. Okay, so it's, like other it, states would not license him to fight, and that was because of the athletic commissions or something like that. So it is some sort of like state level athletic commission that would be regulating. Okay, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> so. But it's still under regulation in Mexico, like the the government. Correct. Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, and I can't really speak to like whether or not the people believe it's real. I don't know. Because Lucha yeah. Libre does not look like a fight. It is, it's probably the most distinct form of professional wrestling versus any other country. Like Japan and, and America, they're not too dissimilar. Mexican wrestling definitely is very visually distinct from the other ones. Hmm. Okay. So, right. so I can't really imagine that someone would go there and think that it's real. It's just you're, you're very much suspending your disbelief, but it is regulated yeah. by the same body that does oh, boxing. Okay. Yeah. So back to El Santo. So his funeral was one of the biggest in Mexican history. He was actually buried in his mask uh, live on television. Uh, the reason I'm mentioning all this about El Santo is because he had a frequent tag team partner by the name of Gory Guerrero. So Gory Guerrero was also a very well-known wrestler, not quite on the same level as El Santo, not uh, a movie star or anything like that. Uh, Guerrero had four sons that would all become professional wrestlers, with the standout being his youngest son, Eddie Guerrero. So Eddie made a name for himself in Mexico. He also worked quite a bit in, in Japan, specifically New Japan Pro Wrestling that we've seen a few matches from, before he became a star in the United States. Uh, as a part of ECW, and then he jumped, made the jump over to WCW, your classic 
Turner Network Television, TNT Wrestling. So in our match today, Eddie Guerrero is the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, which is a title that is meant for lighter weight, more high-flying competitors. So Eddie had been dominating the Cruiserweight division. He had adopted a very cocky, ruthless attitude in his rise to the top of the ranks. Guerrero was fueled in part by bitterness and resentment. So he he remembered how his father had always been in the shadow of the legendary El Santo, and so he was determined to establish himself as the top star of the cruiserweight. So, you know, kind of his father's treatment in the shadow of El Santo definitely played a part in kind of his uh, his personality, his persona in the ring. However... Eddie's biggest rival was a man that he had competed against in Mexico, probably the most popular luchador of all time in the United States, and someone that embodies the same spirit of masked lucha libre heroes like El Santo. His name is Rey Mysterio Jr. So Ray had become a sensation after debuting in WCW, and he ushered in an entirely new style of wrestling that most fans in the U.S. had never seen before. Uh, the five foot six Mysterio possessed abilities greater than his size would suggest, and his talents would win over that audience, young and old. And Ray would essentially become the de facto face of the WCW cruiserweights, which was a fact not lost on Eddie Guerrero and only served to drive Guerrero's jealousy even further. Uh, a former cruiserweight champion in his own right, Rey Mysterio challenged Eddie Guerrero for his title in Las Vegas, of all places, uh, at a show called Halloween Havoc. Eddie accepted on one condition, that Mysterio put his mask on the line, making this the first Lucha de Apuestas match in WCW history and the ninth Lucha de Apuestas match that Rey Mysterio had participated in. And so that is our match here today. We've got mask versus title. The bitter and angry Eddie Guerrero is apt to make a name for himself by destroying the legacy of the resilient young phenom, Ray Mysterio Jr. All right. That's it. That's our thing. And so uh, Ryan's record as it stands right now is 31 wins, 26 losses. He's on a two-match losing streak. He's looking to bounce back, ladies and gentlemen. I am. I'm all about it today. No losses. I don't care what the match looks like. Yeah. I can get into the match. I want to win. That's all. I got a W on my mind. <laughs> right. He's not even going to enjoy what he sees. He's just going to sit. He's going he's to analyze the whole thing, figure it out. Bring it down technically. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's perfect. Uh, well, with that said, any other questions that you have about our competitors, about the match? It is It is in Las Vegas, your, your current hometown. Don't know if that gives you an advantage or not. We'll see. It should. It should play in there. It should. It should. All right, well, let's uh, let's watch that match. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts on Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Thanks, everybody. He's really a great... He's turned on his family. On his family, and Mike, you've often said that Eddie always had this inning, but I'm not so sure. The gory special, Mysterio turns into an Andre takedown. There you go! Incredible surge of energy. He tried oh. a drop kick, then that seated drop kick on the back of the neck. That could have broke his neck. Oh, my. Talk about whiplash. Over the top. Oh, oh took him my. Out. Of the somersault flip. I've never seen anything like this all my life. Into the flying head scissors on the, on the floor. Wow, I've never seen anything wow. like that. 
What action, huh? Mysterio trying to fight off the suplex attempt by Guerrero up on the top. That's what this Cruiserweight title match has been a fight. From the opening bell, both men pushing their abilities uh -oh. to the limit here. This is from the middle. Turn back up! Oh, oh, down. One, two, three! Yes! yes. New champion! Wow! New champion! What a fight! What a battle! And they are standing here for this man, Ray Mysterio Jr. Actually, I think for both men. I think you're right, Shivani. This man went into that ring. I don't think he even... We are back. We have returned. We just watched Ray Mysterio Jr. take on Eddie Guerrero for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship while also Ray Mysterio defending his his legacy, the honor of his mask, putting that up for grabs in the match as well. Uh, I have good news. I know everybody's really rooting for Ryan every time. Ryan successfully predicted Rey Mysterio as the victor of that match. That brings his record to 32-26. and 26. He is now on a one-match winning streak, everybody. How lucky for us all. Ryan, and Ryan, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a solid match. I thought it was very, very... Very decent. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> Very it decent. didn't like it didn't like blow my fucking mind away, but it was a great like solid wrestling match. You know, I respect that match. I respect what they did, how they performed. You know, what it meant. Okay, okay, respect I can, it. I can, I can, you know, absorb all that and, and see. I guess my my question to you. So you seemed like you liked the match. Sounds like you're not in love with the match. It was a really good match. It just like yeah, it didn't like blow my blow my head off, you know, right? Like, is there a reason you you can suspect as to why? Like, is there is is there a tangible thing, or is just the secret sauce was missing? It's a little bit of both. Like, I thought like I don't know, the fans could have played more of a part in that match. You know, they seemed super into it. They did, but like it wasn't like it didn't strike me. You know, it didn't there was like all head. sorts of Eddie sucks chants like scattered throughout. Like you can tell they were hating on Eddie. You could just you could chant anything. Like you know, chants don't <laughs> mean shit to me. Like you, know, you got to be really into it. You gotta, your heart and your soul has to be into it. You can't just yell things. You know, <laughs> um, and I felt like they were they were there and they were like it was you know it was packed stadium, but yeah. it just it didn't get it, very good match, but it didn't like you know pull at my heartstrings. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 take a look at the notes, and then we'll get into the science and see what what Ryan really, you know, when we put the, uh, when we put the 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 needle to the thread, when we put the the so. nose to the grindstone, we'll see what he really. When he puts yeah. the balls to the wall, everybody, we'll see what he really thought of it. Uh, but going to the notes. Rey Mysterio is the first person to enter. He's dressed as the Phantom. There is no fucking chance in hell you've ever seen the movie The Phantom. It was like a mid-90s superhero movie. We're talking like post-original Batman and probably like Batman 2 or 3, um, but pre a lot of the other big superhero movies. Um, Billy Zane was in it. I, I know you're a big Billy Zane fan. Right. No, I am. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's dressed as the Phantom, kind of a full bodysuit sort of thing. Uh, we get a, a crowd shot. <laughs> I Even in my notes, before we even spoke and before we watched the match, real authentic crowd. I think that was one of the first things you grabbed hold of. Yeah, and it was, because <laughs> the way they came in, I thought there was going to be like more to it. Um, I, I had high expectations of the, the crowd, and 
it just didn't pan out during the match. Um, but it looked like a lot of like, you know, people who wanted to be at this event looked like they were really stoked, you know, to, to be there. And exp- But it just, it, it, it didn't pan out during the match. I was, I was saying it. I, I just have two comments to make. One, I don't know that you could really say that the crowd wasn't uh, into it. I don't know that that's I did, fair. That's not say. what I'm saying, Eric. That's not what I'm saying. They were into it. But, like, there is certain matches where the crowd is, like, kind of featured, you know? And uh-huh. it's, uh, it's it, it didn't seem like that was... Not that that should be the focus, but it didn't strike me as, like, holy shit, this crowd is fucking nuts. Like, I mean, it wasn't an ECW crowd. I'll give you that, if that's what it, you're looking it's for. It's a Vegas crowd, right? Like, Vegas has weird fans. Like, Vegas has fans <laughs> that are just tourists, and they're not, like, you know... That, that's kind of what it is. Like, sure. Um... Again, I thought it was going to be a little bit better on the crowd side when they, you know, I had a lot of high expectations, but didn't it didn't really fulfill like what I was looking for. Yeah. My, my second thought on your your statement about this, I'm starting to wonder if if authentic is just a code word for white men. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I well, <laughs> you know, fuck, maybe like I don't know. Like, that's, you might not be wrong, but like I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, uh, but. You know, it's a wrestling match, so <laughs> like maybe you're right, but I I hope I hope I have you know a broader hope, view of like yeah uh, yeah I understand you yeah <laughs> there's no digging your way out of this let's just move on <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> Eddie Guerrero arrives he has the cruiserweight title draped over his shoulder he looked simultaneously really really cool but also sleazy as fuck he's got like the the fucking mullet just like wet dripping down his back like any thoughts on on eddie grow upon that first shot yeah i liked him i liked him going in um it seemed like you like both of these guys yeah honestly like normally you tend to like definitely be like i like guy a and i don't like yeah. guy b you seem to yeah. appreciate both competitors in this match i did i did i thought like initially came in like i mean look at that guy like <laughs> like what a figure that guy like you know what's that to like yeah and uh he performed early in the match, but you know that was to me all that was like was just an indicator. You know, I just used it as a as a as a data point, as a metric, right? Like for the science. This guy is all about his KPIs. He he yeah. fucking can't get enough. So I saw that's all I saw during this. Just, just right, a big dashboard to me. Like it, it's just he could see all the all the algorithms were playing out in his brain. Yeah, right. While while Wolf Mother was uh was playing in the background and uh it was it was a sight to see everybody but um <laughs> match starts any 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 sucks chance we got it we got a few of those scattered throughout uh, Eddie, go uh, ahead another indicator honestly like another indicator just another you know you have to you have to read the match eric if you want to win you got to read the match another indicator right there it's so foolish take that into account i'm going to i'm making a mental note of you saying this i I'm torn on our live wrestling experience. I'm torn on this. <laughs> All right. Because I want, I, I'm not torn on like bringing you and like going to it. I'm torn because like I really would prefer to just go and as a fan and like enjoy myself and get rowdy and just like have a good fucking time. But part of me wants to like test my skills against yours and see if we can like <laughs> fucking predict each match. And like do a thing. Like there's a part of me that wants to like see if if Ryan, with all of his touting of his abilities, can can pull this off in a live environment. That, you know that's tough, Eric. Uh, that it's just it's just very it's a 
it's a very different environment watching it over like you know live versus fucking shut up you've never watched live wrestling before you don't know what it's like eric i know what it's like i can already tell all right <laughs> i'm already i'm already mentally prepared for what i'm gonna what i'm gonna see and if you want to take that all with me like that's up to you we can throw some cash down to vegas you know i can be bought i can yeah. be bought all right we'll <laughs> see we'll see there there'll be some discuss- i don't know what like podcast wise we're going to do while we're down there are we are we podcasting I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're going to podcast in person while I'm down there because I would have to like bring shit with me, and I don't know that I really want to do that. Um, but I think that we'll at least get like video of the Steinholding contest. You know that will for sure happen. Maybe we'll do kind of like a quick video, not podcast, but maybe like a quick ten minute like rundown of like Ryan, what did you think of your first live pro wrestling show, like that sort of thing. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm open to ideas, but. We'll see. Um, Eddie's threatening to rip Rey Mysterio's mask off from the very start, which that was also also a running theme. Like he actually was kind of like tearing at Rey's mask throughout the duration of the match itself. Did, did he threaten like verbally to tear? I didn't. At the very start, he did. He was like, "I'm gonna tear." And like you know, he's he's making a big because it's pro wrestling, and the entire audience has to know what's going on. But he's like, "You, I'm gonna take your mask and I'm gonna rip it yeah. off your face." Like, yeah. So he threatened that at the very start, and then he like physically was trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did a pretty good job, actually. A point where you could see like I don't know twenty ish percent of Ray's face uh, at enough. one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. enough of his face to tell he's a ugly mofo. But uh, yeah, very quick uh, offense. They kind of start with some very lucha type moves, like things like we got some springboards, we got some arm drags, uh, a lot of kind of rolling bumps like we were talking to Ryan about. Uh, I think the first kind of big move was Eddie gets knocked outside of the ring. Uh, Ray does kind of this weird dive feint, like a fake dive thing where he kind of springs over the ropes. Eddie catches him, grabs Ray's legs, and Ray splats onto the onto the ground, which I know you were like, well, did they did they fuck that up? But I think it was just kind of meant to be a very high-paced counter-move sort of situation type of thing. I mean, you did kind of fuck it up. Like, I, I don't think that... I think they did what they were trying to do. I, I disagree. Like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. Well, I mean, but I guess... I mean, it, looked, it looked fine, but it, it wasn't a successful move, like... What wasn't a successful move? You're talking about when he when he jumped out of the ring initially, uh, right? Like the, like the first one where like any yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't he he didn't like successfully like do anything there. Like he just kind of went through the ring. Well, I think what he was trying. So what Ray was. So Eddie was outside the ring. Yeah. Ray was trying to fake Eddie out and act like he was going to dive. When in fact, what Ray actually did was kind of like spring over just over the ropes but stay on the on the ring itself eddie was not faked out eddie knew that it was a fake and so he basically grabbed ray's feet and yanked him off of the the ring onto yeah so therefore it was successful like if you're looking at it from the perspective of like did ray mysterio do a successful move i mean no but in in terms of the framework of what both guys were trying to do collaboratively they didn't fuck up what they were trying to do Okay. All right. Is fine. my is my fine. point. I that's fair. But okay, you understand my point. Yeah, man, you, I get it. It's it's, it's a great it's a great point. So anyway, so then <laughs> then Eddie throws Rey Mysterio headfirst into the steel steps on the outside of the ring. 
Uh, Eddie throws Ray back into the ring, does a big flipping senton that's basically like a front flip where he kind of splats the guy who's on the mat. Big chop, big uppercuts from Eddie Guerrero. Like, Eddie Guerrero, I would say, was probably in control of 80 to oh, yeah. 85% Easily. of this match. Yeah. Uh, to the And I think that's really what eventually made you decide Ray, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is because yeah, you were sure. like... This guy can't like be <laughs> taking this bad of an ass kicking and then lose. There was nothing about Ray at that point that indicated he was gonna win. It was strictly that he was getting beaten so bad that like you have yeah, after you watch enough wrestling matches, you you fucking like you get a you get a feel. You yeah, exactly yeah. Once you've watched however many matches you've seen, like sixty ish by this point, something like that. That's when you know. Probably more than like the normal fucking person. Yeah. Pro- I, well, yeah. I mean. The normal fucking person, the average person. I don't know what that, are you saying that a normal person has never watched wrestling? Is that what you're implying Uh, right now? The average person probably has not watched 60 fucking matches of of wrestling and done any sort of like. You're telling me that not everyone tracks all their matches that they've, uh, that they've ever watched on an Excel spreadsheet before? I don't believe it. Just seeing, like, I, I have to be like this advanced, even though I don't, if you were to call back two matches ago, I couldn't fucking like. (laughs) But still, like, I, you know, right. it's just, you know, I have it in my brain now. Like, it's just, it's part of me. It's exactly. It's wrestling section. It's in your just, DNA. It's just fused within yeah. you. <laughs> when you and Greta finally pop out a little baby Murphy, that, that thing's going to be wrestling, <laughs> a little wrestling machine. Between, yeah. your, between your brain, your wrestling brain, and <laughs> yeah. her Turkish wrestling body, it's going to be the perfect <laughs> oh, marriage God. of, oh, of God. your Don't skills. Oh, God. Don't fucking post that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Turkish wrestling body. Yeah, the Turkish are known. Or, oh, uh, sorry, hung, hunger, Hungarian. I apologize. Yeah. God damn, Eric. I mean, they share a border, right? <laughs> Am I wrong about that? I think they're close. But okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Easy. There. That won't. That won't get up. What? Did I, I don't think I went out of bounds on that, Markomaniacs. Tell me if I did, but I think. Would it have been better if I said Hungarian wrestling body? I'm not so no, sure. No, it wouldn't have been better. I don't <laughs> but Turkish was still worse. Like, <laughs> probably, oh god, probably oh god. So. <laughs> Nobody tell Greta about this. <laughs> Fucking do not send her this. Just post it on. She she follows the Instagram clips very closely. Like she right. she won today. She she gave me so. Maybe don't make that an Instagram clip. <laughs> I will. I will take that under advisement for sure. <laughs> it's great, uh, though. Is it? yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe some Turkish jeans in her. You never know. <laughs> but uh, where where did I leave off? So yeah, big tilt a whirl backbreaker. Uh, there was a number of backbreakers from Eddie Guerrero that you seem to enjoy. Those always look brutal. There was a bit where Eddie has Ray in an abdominal stretch, which I know Ryan fucking hates that maneuver. Referee stuff. Any anything about the referee worth I mentioning at this point? Fantastic refereeing. Like if the crowd had been that into it, it would have been a fucking top tier match. But the referee was fantastic. I, I I love a good referee. I love a good referee. He was great. You mentioned how you liked the ref. You also no. mentioned that you liked the the commentary as well. I did. I did. I thought they. <laughs> They just kind of were like, they wanted to break things down a little bit, you know? Yeah. You're not just like general wrestling about like the story. It was about like the moves, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was uh, well, well commentated. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good yeah. commentary. A lot of times Ryan and I are kind of chit-chatting so much where we miss a lot of it, but we we heard some some real gems in there from the WCW commentators. But I'll just jump ahead a little bit. I think there was a little uh, a lull kind of in the middle of the match where Eddie was was putting a lot of submission holds on Ray. Uh, it was kind of a, a lull in the middle of the match. But then eventually towards the end, I'd say right around the point where Eddie's kind of hung up in the corner of the ring, Eddie... Did I say Eddie? Ray was hung up, <coughs> hung up in the court of the ring. Eddie goes to like do a sliding drop kick. Ray pops up to avoid it, and Reddy goes basically crotch first into the into the ring post. I think that's when kind of things took a turn for for Ray. I called it right before that fucking move. Yes. Um, so congrats to me on on that. Congrats um, to I, Ryan. Everybody. It wasn't it wasn't noted by Eric or anything, but like just so everyone everyone knows, I, I called it right before that. I don't need to fucking say when you called the goddamn. I think match. it was. I think it was. I think it was a notable a notable call in like in the, in the history of the podcast. I think it was perfect timing. You also uh, made allusions to Rey Mysterio being Spider Man like. Yeah, I mean that move even was. Was Sp- that was I mean, a very it, Spider-Man movie. It was like hung up on the rings. It was it was great. Um, yeah, upside down, like a spider. Have you ever tried doing a Spider-Man kiss to Greta before? No, I don't really know much about Spider-Man. <laughs> Where they like kiss when he's upside down? I've not. Is that is My that wife a- sometimes makes me Spider-Man kiss her. Really? Yeah, sometimes. How do you do that? It's fucking, it's annoying. It's awkward. How do you, you have I to mean, be upside down? I'm not like physically upside down <laughs> in relation to like space. <laughs> But, like, yeah. sometimes we'll, like, have to, like, tilt our heads because she insists that I, like, Spider-Man kiss her sometimes. Like, we're okay. talking Tobey Maguire Spider-Man here, not uh, not Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I Yeah. I just, the way he was he was dressed and the way he, like, fucking hung himself up on the ring all the time, like, he was, yeah. he was, uh, he was Spider-Man-esque. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, next time, just give Greta a Turkish Spider-Man kiss and see what she says. <laughs> um, so, so, so right, right after the crotch to the post, that's when Ray jumps from the top rope to the outside of the ring. Uh, Eddie goes for another big tilt-a-whirl. Ray counters into Hurricane Rana. He almost pins Eddie Guerrero. Barely, Eddie barely kicks out. Uh, then we've got a bunch of high-flying action, fast-moving. We've got moonsaults. we got... Uh, probably one of the highlights of the match that they showed at the replay at the end. Eddie is outside of the ring. Ray front flips over the top rope, head scissors mm. Eddie on the way down, and then basically does a head scissors takedown on Eddie on his way down to the floor, which it was a it was a very impressive move. Fucking yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. They go back in. Ray hits him with a couple more big moves. A uh, whisper in the wind. Uh, to Eddie Mysterio, or Eddie Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. And then uh, towards the end of the match, Eddie goes for his finishing maneuver, the frog splash. Ray rolls out of the way. Uh, eventually, they start fighting on t- on the top rope, kind of going back and forth a little bit. Eddie hoists Ray Mysterio up. He's kind of got him in a, in a crucifix position. Any wrestling fans, if you're familiar with the razor's edge move that uh, the recently deceased Scott Hall used to hit, uh, R.I.P., Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall, but he basically has Ray up in that position on the top rope. He's going basically to slam Ray down. Ray counters it into a Hurricane Rana, cradles Eddie Guerrero, pins him one, two, three. We've got a new cruiserweight champion. And then Eddie, in a bit of bad sportsmanship, jumps Ray after the after the bell and throws him out of the ring. I thought 
one of the one of the things that <laughs> the fighting on the top of the ropes was something that you don't see. Usually, you just see like positioning up on the yes. top ropes. Yeah, because it can be cumbersome when both guys are there. So a lot of times you see it's more co- cooperative than it is combative. Yeah, a lot and of it's times. not. I don't believe that it's easy like to, to cooperate when you're. I I just I like the fighting. You know, like he didn't yeah. fucking like fought him on there. You know, and then he fucking he took him down, and you know, I thought that was notable. That was yeah. notable. I I I totally agree. So before we get to the science here today, we of course have to knock out. Uh, the one bit of business, everybody loves it. It's a very important thing that we do here on the show, and it's called Murphy's Law. In a world without rules, in a sport where only the strong survive, there's one man who has the guts to lay down. Murphy's Law. What's the the takeaway, brother? I, I, I just... The only thing I can think of, like, there. Don't he, say crowd. Do not say crowd. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't say crowd up like that. Yeah, I thought you're like, acting like this is a Turkish crowd. They were super into it. He fucking Eddie <laughs> threw him into like the stairs, like head first, mm-hmm. and that was that was that was his place to finish. If he wanted to win that match, you got to finish him right there. He was knocked out, threw him back in the ring. You yeah. gave up. I get it, but like, if you want to finish the match. You wanted to win that right there. You take them out. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I, I, you know, they always fucking do that. They always fucking like do a great move, head right into the stairs. Yeah. And then they just toss them back in the ring and you give them time to recover. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You know, can't do that. That's, that's okay. There we go. There we have it. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, scientifically though, getting into our numbers and, Etc. Etc. So this is the fifty eighth match that we have seen so far. Looks like is yeah yeah. Have you added uh, columns to this? <laughs> uh not in the past several episodes. No, these are good columns. There, kind of clean finish. <laughs> well, you got mad at me because like I was missing data. Like you were mad that how come you don't have the date that we recorded on? I was like, because I don't care what date we recorded on. Right? Uh, you don't have the date we recorded on. Uh, that's, and the, I stand I, by that. If you want any good, <laughs> any good, like, data structure, you have dates in there. Like, I mean, I have the dates, I have the, the decade of the match. You do, I, I'm not saying you have a, you have a really solid set, I'm just saying, like, you want to add, you want to make it, what's the word, I don't know, better, you throw dates in there. <laughs> <laughs> what's the word? Better? Let's see. I have a feeling that you're doing this match dirty. I don't even know what your number is going to be, but I feel I like think, I don't think I don't think you, I'm doing it dirty at all. You said that you said that you said the commentary was really good. You said the refereeing was really good. There were some great moves in the match. The crowd was super into it, despite what you said earlier. I just I don't know. I feel like there's something going on on your opinion of this match where you're going to try and do it dirty a little bit. I'm like I'm trying. I'm trying to see where this belongs. It's TNT wrestling. Everybody loves. Everybody knows how much Ryan loves TNT wrestling. It, it was a good show. Like it was good. It was good. Like, there was overall. a cool skull in the entry to, entrance way because it's Halloween Havoc. Slim Jims. Gym. Everybody yeah, loves Slim Jims. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you get to Ryan's age, a little too many nitrates. But uh, besides that, everybody <laughs> loves Slim Jims. Not good for the ticker. I thought it was a good match, and so I'm trying to. So you're saying it's in the good section, is that or or 
Yeah, you're saying it's in the good section. I think it's in the good section. I think it was a good match. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to do this dirty, Eric. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, I know you're not trying to, but I mean, you know, you are. So I don't know. The new, let's see. Let's do the, yeah, the new 20. Let's do 20. It was going to be like 16 or 17 before. Now it's 20? Yeah, but I... I, I, you, I all you did was refresh a spreadsheet and it dropped three numbers. So you were saying before that it was going to be around number 16, which is Heart Foundation versus no, 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 Austin, no, no, you're, Shamrock, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's where it goes. You're, you have different markers here, like, in this clean finish column. Like, Well, don't worry about the clean finish column. Worry about the ranking column, which is column B. I am worried about it. So there would be the new 17, but you told me to refresh it. That's correct. All right. Well, uh, with... The- <laughs> With the longest, most arduous part of this this program in the rear view now. We've got a new number 17, everybody. A new good match. And isn't that what we're all here for? What what do you rank it? What would you put it? Where would you put it, Sarah? Stop asking me that fucking you, well, question. I, I don't understand why that's not a completely legitimate fucking question. And you don't have data on this. Like, um, I think this is a great match. This is probably, for me, around nine-ish. Nine? Oh. Yeah. I'd say it's probably the new, new nine for me if I had to to rank it. Yeah. Okay. And you know who knows? Maybe, maybe depending on on Ryan's uh, schedule when it comes to his rehab, maybe maybe I'll have to rank some matches in his in his absence. You never quite know. You know he's he's always like, oh, I'm in the. I'd love to record Eric, but I'm in the pool. You know, I, I just I can't pull myself out of here. I'm just I'm just uh, enjoying all these twenty gallons of urine that are in this pool right now as I'm walking through it. So you know, I wish I could pull myself away, but I just can't. It's the it's the it's the Turkish pool experience, and I can't uh, I can't do without it. It's people like you, man. <laughs> but uh, as we put that in the rear view, we are now moving forward, everybody, to everyone's favorite segment, the segment that we all look forward to every two weeks, every time that this program airs uh which again thank you very much for joining us here on the cinco de mayo but that brings us to eric's wisdom tree ryan (laughs) we've talked a little bit about pool stuff you know i thought we pretty much got all that stuff out of the way um previously you know, way back in like the t- episode 20 something when we originally talked about it, but we didn't. We didn't. We circled back to it. I think we put a nice little bow on the topic of pool things here today, Ryan. I have one, one pool related thing as a piece of wisdom that I think everyone should be aware of. And, and I don't recommend that anyone commit crimes. I'm just saying that <laughs> right. Here off the bat. Now, Ryan, he may suggest that you throw apples at cars and do all sorts of other nefarious tactics. I would never say that you should do these things. I want to make sure that's clear. I'm, I am, I don't care who I offend. I am so anti crime that it's not even funny. <laughs> but let's say, let's say that your significant other, your child, somebody, somebody's in danger. In mortal danger, and you need to come up with a ransom money fast, or something. You know, you, there's a, there's a need, there's a necessity that you need to commit money. So maybe, or you need money, so you may need to commit a crime to get that money. Maybe you need to rob a bank real quick on the sly. I'm not here to judge why. I'm just saying probably don't do it in most cases. But if you do need to commit a crime, here's what you got to do: hang out in a pool for like a couple hours beforehand. So then your fingers get 
really, really pruny, and then commit the crime. You can't fingerprint it? Is that what you're... Then they can't fingerprint it, because then you got all fucked up pruny fingers. So then if you got, like, guns involved, or they're just testing, like, oh, when you open the door, you got your knob, fingers, etc., uh, they're never going to be able to, to get you for that crime. Eric, I think that's highly unscientific, and I think that's I think it's terrible advice for our listeners who want to commit a crime. Why are you arguing? What uh, do you know that this wouldn't wouldn't work? I am almost certain this wouldn't work. What fingerprints are not the same when your fingers are pruny as they are when they're not pruny? Uh, how do you, how do you even fucking come up with this kind of like idea? Like, wh- did this just pop into your fucking head? Listen, okay, Ryan, when I need to commit crimes, I give them thought, okay? I'm a very cerebral crime But you, you would never doer. commit a crime, but when you do, right? Like, right. I'm not yeah. like you where I just, like, decide to, to leap off of ledges that I assume are one foot, but are in reality six feet. Okay, if it was me in that terrible situation. Crime. A terrible crime. Trespassing. The worst crime <laughs> of them all. Uh, but I would always look and I make a plan, Ryan. So, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing here. I'm telling you, make a plan, get your fingers all nice and pruned up and then commit your crime. And this will be effective. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure about this. Are you saying that this wouldn't work? I hope you're held legally liable for this fucking advice. And I made myself sort of court appearance. Some, I just, I just. I, that's what I hope, Eric. I hope this gets out. I hope this goes big. I hope this is the podcast that goes big. If someone fucking does this, and then, like, somehow you're held legally fucking responsible for, for this fucking advice. That, that's what I hope. I'm on, I'm on uh, Cora right now. <laughs> I love Cora. Uh, let's see here. If fingers are wring- wrinkled from water, can a fingerprint be identified? Not directly. The dermis will need to be flattened. In dead bodies, this is usually accomplished by injecting glycerin into the fingertips to swell and flatten the finger tissue. If the individual is not dead, then waiting 45 minutes in a dry environment will allow the body to take the excess liquid away from the finger pad. So th- this is what I'm- so it works! My fucking wisdom's fucking verified! You have a 45-minute window to commit a crime. Such, such fucking insane Not necessarily. bullshit. This is... Bring glasses, bring a glass of water, bring like a mug of water that you can continue to submerge your, your hand in <laughs> on yeah, your right. way to commit this crime. Yeah, yeah. No, and Eric, let's, let's commit some crimes when you're in Vegas and we'll bring some water, we'll submerge our fingers, and uh, I just think, I just think that this needs to be fully, like, tested and, and, and we need to, we can't state this without some sort of proof. You had me sold at crime. I'm there. Do you want to hear a fucking crazy story really quick? That sorry, you're it. it, When you mentioned that, like some, I wish you wouldn't do this to my wisdom for the for the first of all. But yeah, I thought you were going into. I thought you wanted to some like ransom thing initially. You're like, if you ever had to like pay, you did. You were like, if you ever to, well, yeah, it's like a scenario. So a fucking crazy thing happened. Okay, your pre. Okay, your previous place of work. Yeah. So. What happened was, like, one of their kids uh, had been, like, taken, like, kidnapped out of the country. And they had to take out a home equity loan to pay the ransom. And this was, like, one of the things when you do when you write up a home equity loan is you have to get a very distinct reason for, like, it's, it's regulated. It's heavily regulated. So you have to get a reason for 
what this is for, be it like uh, home improvement or like buying a second house or like whatever, yeah. whatever it's for, you have to have a reason for the underwriters to take a look at it and to be documented. So this, <laughs> this went all the way up. To like it became like a big deal and went up to like our VPs. Like, can we write up this home equity loan to pay a ransom to fucking whoever in like Columbia or wherever it was? <laughs> Some insane fucking shit. Like, you know, I didn't there, take this. There's no way like, they approved it, right? They did approve it. They fucking approved this loan. Yeah, but it went all the way up, probably to the top. Like, I imagine this was, like, a big deal. Um, you know, but fucking crazy. Like, you know, like, to, like, sit there and, like, you 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 heard a bunch of weird shit why people need loans, but that had to be by far the fucking craziest thing I've heard. Like, So who had the pruny fingers in the story? Was it the person writing the loan? Right, you know, that might have solved the whole fucking thing, right? Like exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe people who were kidnapping had pretty fingers, you know? Mm, probably. That maybe that's make... how they do it, like... That makes a lot of sense. But good info for the people who are committing crimes, Eric. Like, that's right, that's again, so, I'm not saying you should stuff. do it. You should not commit crimes, but, like, if maybe you really, really need to. I'm not here to judge you. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. if there is that need, fucking prune up those fingers. That's your I best, think I think Cora is fucking. I I think if we were actually debating this, I think that's totally fucking wrong. I do not think that would work. I a hundred percent think that information is bad. Look at your fingers next time. I'm just fucking saying. I I the fingerprints are so like insanely accurate. They're, it's crazy what a fingerprint is. I do not think you could dilute what your fingerprint actually comes back as in a in in water. I don't think. If we're just talking technically, I don't think that would work. I do. I, I don't believe it. You're saying that you're. This is not factual, scientifically based information. You're doing. You're. You're giving your opinion. Neither is yours, Eric. Eric, you're not giving. You're. you're I went on Cora. I went on Cora. <laughs> I. I just. I want to put my my foot down here. <laughs> it wasn't broken. I'm using observational science, Ryan. You're I'm using, looking at my fingers. You're not, using, you're not using anything, Eric. You just fucking thought of a pool idea again. And I just, I don't think that would work. I, I, I don't uh, think When so. I was in Mexico, I was hanging out in the pool for like five fucking hours. <laughs> and I looked at my hands. I was like, holy shit. My yeah. hands are so fucking pruny. I was like, I could commit any crime right now, and like, no one could identify me by I'm it. I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying like they have other means of getting you. I'm just saying, fingerprints strictly, I bet they could still fingerprint you and get correct fingerprints. I bet scientific. I bet that's not correct. I bet you're fucking wrong. Let's go to the police station when you get down here with pruny fingers and get our fingerprints taken and see if they can match it up. Let's fucking oh, that's do what, it. That's what they want you to do. You're, you're walking right into their goddamn trap, right? And then, and then what happens? The next time you're throwing apples at a neighbor, then they're going to fucking get you <laughs> immediately? They're going to identify your pruny fingers as well. They have that exactly. in their database. Like, right. It's like, oh, it's that prune guy again. That's what they're going to fucking say. Let's go. Let's let's do this, Eric. Let's, let's, get, let's get pruny and fucking take it to the police. <laughs> Do you talk like that to all the boys, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get pretty and take it to the police. Well, I don't think we can really end the episode on a higher note than that. So I appreciate everybody taking the time, spending a F- episode 51. We've got one more episode to go before our big Las Vegas meetup. So next episode will be May 19th. So stay tuned for that. And if you are not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. Encapsulates. Encap- encapsulates. Encapsulates. Encapsulates.